0: law talk radio hello everyone this is Nick Augustine and I am your host on this episode of law talk radio produced by Lone Star Content Marketing in Denton Texas this show is brought to you in part by members choice federal credit union in Denton Texas on Unicorn Lake Boulevard you may be eligible to join members choice if you live work worship or attend school in Denton or Argyle Texas I join Member's Choice because they're locally owned and operated and offer a level of personal service I otherwise cannot find. Folks at Member's Choice always know me by first name uh, and I just think it's a great place to go and I just hope that we all can raise our standards for excellence in customer service. I do personally recommend Member's Choice Federal Credit Union to any of my friends or family or business colleagues as well, and really anyone, so it's a good place. All right, I want to remind everyone who finds our links to our, our broadcast to so please share them in your social media pages when you find something that's uh, of interest to others, because that is how we do promote all of our uh, good work here on Law Talk Radio and our other uh, group of, of programs that are all available on the podcast page. Uh, located at our homepage of LoneStarContentMarketing.com. You can also find our shows on our Law Talk Radio Facebook page. All right, today's program is episode number 22 in Building Your Law Practice with Jim Thompson and Nick Augustine, and today we're talking about an update on where successful lawyers are spending their social media resources. We're going to learn about some easy and time-effective ways to increase your social media presence among the people who are most likely to find value in your services. Using a little psychology and some common sense, we can all increase our social media results. And Jim and I are going to talk about different ways people have done so. And when we're talking about successful lawyers, um, in using social media, we're really going to report on what people have found to be successful, what's worked for them, what they believe is uh, driving in the business. So um, as we're talking about this, again, the back, the background, we want to focus on referrals because referrals are always the lifeblood of any business, especially for lawyers. Uh, so why is it then that lawyers are not getting the referrals they need to grow the practice? This is a concept that uh, Jim Thompson took and wrote a book about collecting information and tips from uh, other people Jim will be one of the first to tell you that he hasn't had a fresh new idea in 20 years and you know he doesn't need to because he's uh, got all this great uh, backing of uh, you know different people who work in in the industry who are you know and he's collected and put together a few of these things so I'm going to uh, ask Jim to say hello and tell us a little bit about his book and where people can get a copy Hey,
1: Nick, uh, good good to, to hear from you you're down in hot Texas. I guess it's pretty hot down there. But uh, yes, I do want to correct one, one thing that you said. In the past 20 years, I've had at least two new revolutionary ideas. I can't remember what two? they were, but they were there somewhere. Anyway, uh, and, and you're exactly right. Um, I put the book together for lawyers. It's called Why Lawyers Can't Get Referrals and What They Can Do About It. And I put that book together, uh, I've been very fortunate to to have some really good mentors like Bob Berg and, and a number of other folks that, that I've come across and, and then started really studying stuff like Michael Port's information and John Jantz and a bunch of the other people that are, are really the experts in this area. And the reason I wrote the book is knowing that most lawyers will not read anything that doesn't Pertain to lawyers or doesn't have the word lawyer in it. Um, I will, uh, you know, uh, wanted to get something out so that so that lawyers would at least, uh, you know, take a look at it and see and at least say lawyer and they can look at it and make a decision on whether they wanted to read it or not. But you're exactly right. Um, the the some of the great people that that provide information and I was down in Florida a number of years ago. Les Brown. I don't know whether people are familiar with him or not, but he's a great motivational speaker. And, and I was really privileged to be in a group of uh, folks with like Brian Tracy and uh, Zig Ziglar before he passed away. And and, and uh, Brown got up and he basically said this, and I, this has stayed with me, and this has kind of been my, 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 my feeling all along. He basically said that all of us up on stage, uh, and he deferred, he says, except for Mr. Ziglar here, who was the original, all – Take other people's ideas and use them. And he went on to say that basically, we, meaning people that do stuff like I do, are the caretakers of information. We get, oh, I, like I get that. a lot of information from a bunch of different people, and it's not my information. It's it's information I get that I happen to think is great stuff, and I feel like this needs to be passed on. This needs to be, um, uh, I, I guess. Put out to people who who really need this stuff who don't wouldn't think about doing marketing or looking at referrals or, or any of that in a way that lawyers should be looking at it. And I'm constantly telling lawyers, listen, don't listen to just what lawyers say about marketing. Get books by Brian Tracy, John Jance, Michael Port, um, a, a whole bunch of authors that you need to be reading about marketing, not just lawyer marketing, because cause most lawyer marketing is basically the same as marketing for everybody else with a few you know, uh, nooks and crannies uh, such as ethics and things like that. More
0: rules, more restrictions.
1: Sure, e- exactly. So I, I hope that answered your question. That I've had at least yep. two uh, uh, brainstorms in, in the last 20 years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, well, Jim, uh, I think the next time you put out the second edition of the book, uh, maybe you'll give me a call to add some uh, social media stuff here. So I'm just going to run through um, here's a little bit of my knowledge and where it comes from is from talking to people, from hearing what people are using successfully and what they believe is driving in the business. Uh, also, by um, I'm an active member of the Public Relations Society of America. Um, I tell most of my lawyer clients that PRSA is the equivalent of the ABA for, for law. Um, and so in PRSA and public relations land, what we really spend our time doing is following where people are finding information, where they're accessing information, so on and so forth. Uh, so I just want to go through a few things. We're going to talk about Facebook. We're going to talk about AVO. I'm going to talk about LinkedIn, I'm going to talk about Twitter, YouTube, and a little bit about Instagram. Uh, The first thing I want to mention today is it is easy to get lost in the sea of information out there, and the way people are going to find you, the way people are going to connect with you, they're going to like you, they're going to share, they're going to engage with you, is if you seem like a real person. Um, you know, too often some of the things that we share out there and the way that we share things doesn't always make us look humane. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, and a little background of this, when I did more writing for uh, Chicago Now, uh, the Tribune family, when I lived up there, um, we went to the social media classes and I uh, was frequently taught to write for humans first and robots second. Because, as we're putting things out there in our social media, we're not the only ones who are seeing it uh, as humans, of course, the robots. and then we're talking about the search engine crawlers, and they go out and they find information and they see how many things are liked. I mean, we can see this on Facebook, on our personal pages. Uh, you know whenever someone comments on the you know my cousin, for example, cut about a foot of her hair off to donate to a charity. And uh, a little picture is popping up every time I, I, look, I look at Facebook because another one of my cousins or aunts or uncles is commenting on it. So um, anyhow, so knowing that these algorithms are out there, we really want to focus on the, co- the quality of our content, not necessarily the quantity, but depending on the page. So, um, But first of all, in order to, to really be authentic, again, authenticity is a, a key uh, you know, trademark of value, and we want to unlink all of our different pages. Um, for, at, at early stages, when people started adopting all their, their different social media pages, it was popular to link uh, Facebook to Twitter and to LinkedIn, so one post to one is one post to all. Um, the problem when you're doing that is people can tell after a while that your content is exactly the same from page to page to page, so they might not really know if you're even signed on and on that page or if you are just using a, a platform like Hootsuite. And I used to use Hootsuite, and what that is is uh, it's a management platform and it's software, uh, basically what's a website. Uh, you can have a free version or a paid version, and what people will do is they'll put all their social media accounts there and you can do just click the boxes and say something or use a link and share to all of it. And the, you know, And so it's good in the sense that you can manage um, posts at different times. You can schedule things ahead of time. Um, I got away from doing that, and my company we do all organic posts. So we're actually, you know, logging on to the different pages to you know make, publish things, you know, and deal with traffic and comments and whatever else, and then get out of there. So again, it, it adds more specific. It adds more. Um, it adds a, a better sense of authenticity because people aren't seeing, you know, posted via Hootsuite or posted via this, because then it just looks like you're spamming the world, so to speak. So unlinking those things, I think, is a good thing. All right, I want to go with Facebook first, because I think people know it the best. Um, And Facebook, uh, we have, Facebook pages now have the boost option, and a lot of people are are interested in it. Um, With the sponsored link, when you do the paid boost, um, I do believe that an FCC guideline is what drives the, the requirement that it says sponsored or that you tell people that it's a sponsored thing. Um, and I'm seeing more, uh, you know, here in Dallas, Park Place Motor Cars has more sponsored ads, you know, and it shows me all the people who like the, the, the Mercedes dealership in Dallas and all this. Um, you know, but other people will have share sponsored things to law firms. Um you know or if you 're in some certain industry you might want to like or you know be a fan of different pages and see them in your news feed so the boost the boost option you can select how much money you want to put in it um you can do it once or you know for frequent times you can geo target uh you know Men or women or both or what ages, what education level? So they've, it's really a little more sophisticated than it used to be, um, and it's quite easy. And I just suggest that people, if you have a, a little extra money you want to, you know, throw at it, and if you're doing a, let's say you're uh, doing a post about an event uh, or something that you want more people to find out about it, because really only, you know, what do they say? Like under less than 10% of your of your people on social media, see everything you post, which is why they have all the different options to highlight, and so on and so forth. Um, but that's a good it's, it's a good thing to talk, to try to boost posts. Um, you know Some people say, yeah, I've got an extra you know mar- money in my marketing budget because, let's say, in an ideal world, smart business owner has x amount of money that's earmarked every month for marketing. If you've got some extra money left over, boost some posts. See what happens. Um, you know, see if you get more activity. And you can see how many people your post will reach, Um, you know. So, you know, most commonly, um, if you have 200 likes on a page and, uh, you know, 40 people see it. You know, that's good. But the more people who see it, the more chances people will like it, share it, so on and so forth, which again increases your traffic exponentially. Um, so that's that's the boost post feature on Facebook for the professional pages is kind of a good thing. Um, I think that also drive times is something that we should be uh, reminding people of uh, for all of these. Just like radio stations charge different money for different uh, times of the day, the drive times are most expensive. That's when people are in the car on their way to work. That's when people are most likely going to hear the radio ads. So the same thing of works with social media. Uh, it's time that people are uh, walking out of the office on the way to the car, maybe checking their Facebook on their mobile phones. Uh, maybe they're on a train or some sort of public transportation and checking it there. Uh, Early in the morning, 7 to 9, or more like 7 a.m. to 8.30 is a real hot time. That's what a lot of news uh, news channels are posting and so on and so forth. Also between, um, and then, you know, from 8.30 to 9, 8.30 to 11.30, people are pretty much arriving at work or they're at work. Now, again, this is, uh, again, now we're talking about people who work in business. Um, you know, during the the other times, maybe you have uh, that 9 to 11 is uh, maybe stay-at-home parents are seeing more posts. So that might be a time, for you know, for that as well. But generally speaking, the best times for posting on anything is going to be, you know, the earlier in the morning, uh, you know, right around just shortly before noon, noon hour, and then uh, at, at end of the 4.30 until about 7 when people are sitting down to dinner, Seven to nine, people are eating, they're watching their programs, and then it kicks back up uh, after 9 o'clock. So it's good to, to target when you're going to do all your posts. Um, and that's, again, why some people use those automatic schedulers. But the cool part in Facebook with a professional Facebook page, again, for your, for your company, for your law firm, you can schedule right there on Facebook. There's a little hourglass on the bottom of where you post. Boom, schedule it for when you want, and then it gets out there. Next, I want to talk about AVO a little bit. Every attorney I know in, well, in most states, I know that um, in several states they, what the, the AVO people do is they go by the uh, by the honor roll or the roll of whoever is on the state bar, so that's a pretty information request they make, and all the lawyers who are licensed in that state are going to necessarily have an AVO profile. Um, some people have claimed their AVO profile. Obviously, this is something that everyone should do. Uh, claim your AVO profile, fill it out, because otherwise it looks like you're a lazy person who just never did anything with it, and that's no good. But the people I've heard uh good things about AVO, I've heard some people say I spend a few hundred dollars a month with AVO, and what that's going to do is it's going to boost your visibility how how many times AVO will, you know, w- during the sponsored parts or parts where we see ads on the Internet where AVO would be, um, that's where they're going to be getting you the biggest bang for your buck Again, a lot of people I've heard you know says spend a few hundred dollars from AVO every month and I get a lot of calls and I always ask you know how did you find out about me and my law firm and people pretty often tell them that they saw or heard about them on Avvo. Um a really cool thing about Avo is the questions um, and, of course, Avo has a rating system, too, so people can recommend you just like on Twitter. I mean, I'm sorry, on LinkedIn. Um, and that's very useful, too, because people can see real uh, recommendations. Um, of course, someone could leave a negative uh, comment there as well. Uh, it's a free world. Um, you know, hopefully you don't get one of those. Uh, but um, I think that the positives outweigh the, the negative risks, and everyone knows that there's a, every lawyer's got a, you know, at least one of those angry clients where things didn't go their way how they wanted. Um, it's just part of, the, part of the practice, so to speak. But um, with AVO, again, you can boost your rating uh, and, and, um, by answering these questions. So I know people who will answer several of these a day, and what they are is real-life people out there will go to the AVO website and say, I have a question about bankruptcy law. What happens if this happens? Um, and I have a bankruptcy attorney client of mine who answers those questions. Um, we used to, we also use some of those questions uh, to to launch uh, ideas for blog topics, radio shows, and uh, you know additional content. So because you know we always uh, on the marketing side, the people like me sit and try to think what. Are people looking for what are they asking for? and with Avo as in different practice areas, the questions are already right there so Avo is a good place if you're going to spend some time grooming a profile, very good to uh, check out avo next, I want to talk about LinkedIn because it's another place to jump in and uh, add to your a uh, profile because things keep changing at LinkedIn um, it's not daily or monthly, but uh, if you have not. Uh If you filled out a LinkedIn profile maybe a few years ago and you do some posts there here and there, um, you may have missed some opportunities to add more add more in and uh about yourself some updates uh you know play around with some recommendations, recommend some other people um There are a lot of really cool factors there, you know, so if you go and look deeply into somebody's LinkedIn profile you really can learn a lot more about them and those recommendations and uh, the endorsements, uh, those are by other people. So other people, I mean, either either they go and click endorse all um, and the system, you know, suggests what you endorse them for, uh, but for the different skills a person may have, uh, those endorsements by other people, that's how people know who you are. So um, I I would say with branding, branding is really determined by other people in the world, not us. I mean, we know what we think we're all about, but uh, it's really what other people say. Um, So again, the recommendations, it's good to recommend other people on LinkedIn, Uh, good to edit and update the profile. Also, uh, consider creating a group, a LinkedIn group, for a particular practice area of interest or a niche that you may have, or for your organization directly. A lot of people will create, uh, just like you create a Facebook page for a law firm, people will create a group page for the law firm, too. Uh, and, you, and you can may, maybe share some different content on there than you'd otherwise share on the LinkedIn page. But um, and again, as we talked about earlier, with unlinking all of our pages and being authentic and unique on each, uh, it's I try to tell people that what you should post, how you should talk, and what you should do. Um, you may want to you know consider Facebook as a more of a business casual approach. Uh, LinkedIn is a business, you know, business attire like you would wear to a networking event, um, have a business attitude on LinkedIn. Uh, Twitter, uh, we are going to shift to Twitter, is more main street because Twitter is going to everyone. And the way to best compose Twitter posts um, and why you would do this is really for business is to share links. So when you write a blog article or you find an article of interest you would like to share with your, with your group of people, Um, You know, you go to one of the link-shortening sites like bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y, dot com, and so you can copy and paste and shorten your link so you have more characters to type. But using hashtags for different topics, you know, hashtag marketing, if you do research on Twitter and do a search for hashtag marketing, you'll get all the tweets from different people in real time who've also said hashtag marketing. Uh, So, you know, you have some people who use uh hashtag marketing and click on that and they're looking through all the different posts uh, hopefully including yours and they're looking for resources or maybe news uh so a lot of these might be news aggregator uh websites or different people who will retweet you know thus sharing uh your content with someone else so um all you you know, if you only had 50 people who follow you on Twitter, but one of those people is you know works for the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin, and that person sees your uh, your article about something you wrote that they think is interesting, and they retweet that. Boom! That tweet has now gone to all of the people who are following that publication, which is significantly more than most of our individual uh, pages with followers. So that's some uh, just some tips on Twitter there. Um, again, the retweets and all this, uh, news, uh, news aggravators, um, aggregators, no, sorry, not aggravators. Um, it might be somewhat aggravating, I find, but, <laughs> <laughs> right, Jim? But, um, so they're often on it during drive times like everybody else. Um, I, I want to ask Jim what he's heard around time, but quickly I'm going to jump to YouTube. YouTube uh, is a great opportunity to find videos and to share videos if you're looking for content uh, for your uh, you know i 'll give the uh, example of the um, the bankruptcy attorney bankruptcy attorney 's page is a great place to share videos about you know how to rebuild your credit after um, after a bankruptcy you know maybe with one of these it, of course you want to not be promoting competitors, but if it 's a, a financial a guru so to speak you know they 've got the the whiteboard or the you know, chalkboard and they've got the bullet points written on there. And, you know, it's visual and audio. So that's, you know, videos, I think people overlook uh, how many great things there are on YouTube. Um, Also making your own videos and putting those on YouTube, very good as well. Uh, Lots of benefits to YouTube. It's still important. Instagram, um, if you have a picture of an advertisement for something or an event promotion, Instagram is also a good place to to share that. Um, I am not completely sold on Instagram for business purposes. I keep asking people and the more people uh, in the creative services field tell me about it, you know, I get more ideas and, you know, I'm more comfortable directing my clients in there. But, you know, my company, my firm at Lone Star Content Marketing, we stick to a more conservative approach um, and do kind of some of the basics because as far as social media uh, sites, I mean, you could be posting all day long and never get work done again because there's so many of them. But anyway, so that's just a rundown of what I've been hearing. Again, Avvo is, I think, the most underutilized resource that has a good return on investment of time. Um, Jim, what are some of the – do you hear about Avvo and people using that frequently? Do they like it in your world? Yeah. yeah.
1: I've i, I getting mixed reviews on Avvo. I've got some clients that swear by it. i got other clients that, no ho-hum. And I think – and and this is just – my own personal opinion, you get out of social media what you put into it. And if you're on there answering questions, if you're on there doing things, it's kind of like LinkedIn, it's kind of like Facebook. You know, if you say, yeah, I'm on Facebook, and yeah, I'm on LinkedIn, and you really aren't, then can't judge whether it's beneficial or not. But here's a couple things I'd like to add. Um, One of the things, no matter what you're going to do, track it but make sure you have a plan in place about what you're going to use it for. If you're going on Facebook to to, to begin the know part of your know, like, and trust, and, and, and you get to know people from across the country, and, and I use it really to have fun and to share ideas with people, and I've met some great people and been able to refer lawyers uh, who have asked for a lawyer in another state or whatever who I happen to know through Facebook, um... That's the way I've used it, but I've never went on Facebook to to make it as a referral source. It's just happened. I think if you're on LinkedIn, you need to, and you mentioned it, maybe either contribute to a group or start your own group. Uh, I don't remember which one it is. There's a whole bunch of them in my mind, but there's one. There's something like 18,000 members in this one lawyer's group, okay? You get about 10 different people posting, and I guess maybe people read it or maybe we're in this group and... And they just read and they never do anything. They never post. But get active. If you're going to be in something, get active. Now, I want to share something with, with everyone out there because this, um, sometimes did you ever really get that feeling like, you know, I, uh, I feel so stupid that I didn't know this. Yesterday, a friend of mine put on a presentation. And it was a very short presentation about how you can use your iPad or iPhone to do video and put it on your own personal YouTube channel, and you can do these very, very simple. I think it's called i uh, iMovie or iTube, something like that. I wish I had written it down. But this was so simple that probably I could even learn it in about a half hour. But the bottom line is, the the video to me is is the key to getting you out there to become known, to become liked, to become trusted. People actually see you. So if you can sit down and, and say, let's just hypothetically say you're a bankruptcy lawyer, and you mentioned that, Nick. So you're a bankruptcy lawyer, and you get on there for a minute and a half, two minutes, and you explain what a Chapter 7 is. Uh, you mm-hmm. get on and then explain what a Chapter 13 is. You get on and explain what exemptions you can take. You know, you start doing things like this, people are going to start looking at you and they're going to go, this guy really knows his stuff. Uh, I trust him. I like him. I'm going to give him a call. You can you can put, you know, you can insert in titles, names, all kinds of stuff. And it is very, very simple to do. And I didn't really realize it. I've heard about it, but I never really realized it till yesterday. So I just want to throw that out, out to folks. But I think with, with social media, there's so much social media out there, or out there that what are you going to use? You need to have a plan in, in place. Okay, I'm going to spend an hour a day on Facebook, okay, or I'm going to spend 15 minutes on LinkedIn. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Because if you get on Facebook, and I'm sure anybody that's been on Facebook probably has gotten sucked into staying on for 45 minutes when they expected to stay on for 15 minutes and somebody posts something and you get active, etc., cetera, et cetera. LinkedIn's a little bit different because you can control LinkedIn a little bit more um, as far as the posting goes because it's usually not immediate posting. Uh, Avo, yeah, if you're going to do Evo, get active in it. You know, answer the questions. Become active. Become known. I have a client that swears by Evo, and she posts regularly on it. Um, Twitter, I'm not that familiar with Twitter, but I will say that I, I had met a lawyer who went in, opened his own divorce practice, and is going great guns. And one of the lawyers that, that I, I know know him, I, I asked, what, what's he doing? And he says he's, he's doing totally Twitter and he has built his practice on Twitter. I don't have an idea how he's done that. He and I have got to get together. I want to sit down and actually interview him, and hopefully maybe sometime we can put him on a radio program if he'll come on and, and mention how he's yeah. doing
0: it. Yeah, you know, and you know, Jimmy, it's a good point you bring up with Twitter. Um, there's a lot you can do if you want to spend a time with the lists, and people, you know, I see you know, different things I share, and people will put me on a list. Um, you know, like social media people or, you know, resource people to go because, you know, to go for my website or whatever to find information. Yeah. But it takes a it does take some time to figure all this out. And mm-hmm. if you're gonna do yeah, if you're gonna invest the time in being awesome on Twitter, be awesome on Twitter. Get it done. Yeah. You mentioned something that's gonna
1: take time. Anytime you get into marketing, you're gonna have to spend some time. And if 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 your business, if your law practice is so flourishing that you don't have Time to spend fine, but I almost can guarantee when I sit down with a lawyer and I can sit there, uh, a solo or small firm lawyer, and say, I'll bet I can find you an hour a day. It may not be an hour all at once, but it may be 15 minutes here, 20 minutes here. I bet if you do what I ask you to do for a week and you document where your time is and what you've been doing, I can show you how you can spend an hour a day on your marketing. Obviously, it takes discipline to do that. Obviously, it takes a commitment and obviously it takes, to be honest with you, accountability. Somebody's got to be looking over your shoulder because, hey, it's a nice day out here and, you know, I haven't been able to play golf in a couple of days because it's been crappy weather. I I' got to go play golf. Eh, screw the marketing today. That's, you know, you, you can't get into that mode, okay? If you get into that mode of doing an hour a day, you know, you're going to grow your practice. Um, as I've had some clients tell me, Jim, I can't afford to do marketing an hour a day because my practice has exploded in the last two months and I don't have time to do any marketing because I have so many clients. And that's great. Mm-hmm. But here's, here's the problem. Here's the problem. You get a bunch of clients, you stop marketing. Okay. All of a sudden, the next month comes along, you don't have as many clients. So then you have to go back to marketing again, and it's an up and down and up and down cycle. I I just talked to a client the other day who you know basically said to me, well, you know, it's July, this is my bad time of year, and I said, yeah, you had a really good June, didn't you? Yeah. And you didn't do any marketing, did you? Mm-hmm. And so, therefore, it's not, you know, he, he's trying to blame it on, well, you know, people are on vacation and all the other stuff. Hey, guess what? you got to have that pipeline. You've got to have enough people in that pipeline so that, you know, somebody, and we all had this experience, you know, uh, i got to get a will done. Yeah, okay, well, uh, call me when you want it done. Oh, sure, I will and you don't hear from the client for three months, and all of a sudden he calls says, I've got to have it done tomorrow because I'm, I'm flying out of town. i I'm got yeah, to get it I got on the plane to the
0: airport, literally.
1: And so bottom line is you've got to build up that pipeline. So if the guy calls you up and says, I've got to have that well done tomorrow, and you can say, you know, I've told you all along, and, gee, I'm just tied up tomorrow, but uh, I can come over to your house tonight and do it, and it's going to cost you ten times more. I mean, you wake people up that way. You know, it's like, hey, um, you know, you had all this time to get it done and you didn't get it done. I don't have the time. Or, geez, you know, incidentally, I'm going on vacation tonight. I won't be around. I guess you're screwed. Huh? Well, you wake people up. You know, you got to get them in to do things when you want them in to do things. And if somebody just puts it off, puts it off, puts it off, fine. You know, you, you get put off and you just say next, next, Well, you know and-
0: and my, my only comment to that, and uh, when we're out of time. Actually, a little over, but um, one of the things I tell my clients is that it's important to have your head in the marketing game, even if you are hiring an outsourced firm like mine to you know to write, manage, and publish all the content. The ideas and what is you know the ideas for stories and different things like that are you know those are 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 largely coming from from the clients and I just you know I call the clients and ask them what what do you have going on interesting cases what are people asking for what's making the phone ring what do they want you know because um you know so and the more uh, you know I really like you know my job and working with all these people because they send me interesting links to something and I turn it into an interesting story that people like and they're like wow this lawyer is really cool. <laughs> they, you know, they talk yeah. about all these interesting things. I mean, I've covered the s- most bizarre, strange things. But um, anyway, we're out of time. Jim, tell the folks at home again how they can get a copy of your book and learn more and get in the marketing game and build business and boost traffic and all the other good stuff. Yeah, yeah. send me an email at
1: J-E-T, chat at com, and I will send you the PDF form of the book. So... Uh, I want to wish everybody a great week going out there and uh do some marketing and uh have fun with Twitter and all the other social media um things out there. Okay. Yep. Talk to, talk to yep. you guys soon.
0: All right, talk to you later, Jim. I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode of Law Talk Radio, produced by Lone Star Content Marketing and brought to you in part by Members Choice Federal Credit Union in Denton, Texas. Again, you can uh, listen to our program. Uh, We might try to move over to Wednesdays. Uh, We'll see about that instead of Monday. But uh, Jim and I are on here every week, and we're bringing all sorts of good ways to build the law practice and increase referrals so on and so forth. So I want to thank you all for sharing, and we will talk to you next week. Bye now.